This is uh, Kevin Waft here of the Kevin Waft Show uh, with a very good friend of mine and singer of the band 1349. They have been my friends since 2007, and I've always loved to see them play live, and they're very cool guys. Um, I want to uh, thank uh, Season of Mist, the record company, for allowing me to interview my friend Raven. Um, okay, so here's the, the questions. How did the recordings of the new album, Inferno Pathway, go with our other friend, uh, Jarrett Pritchard? Are the songs more brutal than the past uh, 1349 albums? Well, the recording process was... Um um, <laughs> it was re really good. I, I really love working with Jared because he and uh, he basically does all all the technical thinking, so uh, I don't have to focus on technical details anymore, which I, I which is the case if you are fully producing an album, which I did earlier. Mm -hmm. But uh, now I can uh, focus more on the, the creative side and just hang in the background for for more detailed work, basically. And with the technical skills of Jared and also he got a fantastic uh, musical ear as well. That combination is is golden for us. It, this album wouldn't even sound or or be what it is if it hadn't been for Jared. So his contribution on this album is. Is massive, and uh, we learned a lot from uh, recording uh, with him uh, previously uh, on Massive Cauldron of Chaos, and we took a lot of that wisdom with us. And Jared said that um, he didn't quite know what he was going into when we recorded Massive Cauldron of Chaos, but that but now he came prepared. Now he knew what he was doing, so it was uh, it was. A more uh, grown situation basically for, for both parts and um, I think it really also comes through in the in the soundscape of the album the, just the way that the song sounds and how the whole album sounds that it's um, it's really really a stellar recording okay cool so just to, I want to point out Especially like the drum sound that he was able to get, it's just fantastic. It's something like uh, that we wanted to to do to have on several albums, but now with Jared tuned the drums and and Mike uh, Mike did it all up, and we were able to utilize uh, an old '70s Neve console for recording it as well. So uh, we found the right gear with the right person, and uh, it, it it really you can really hear it on the album that it is uh, it's worked through, and you can hear hear what's being played also as well. But on top of that, we managed to to get um, uh, that that feisty fiery sound, in like that. It, so it's not a clean production. But it, it, it really sounds black, but the, the oral hellfire is preserved uh, and enhanced, I would say, with this album. This is by far the best 
and the most correct production we had on any album and to fit uh, any material that we have had. And uh, you asked if it was uh, more brutal, I would say that uh, this is, uh, it's by far our darkest, uh, darkest material ever. Cool. And um, there are some fast songs and fast parts there, yeah, obviously, which is uh, some sort of a, a trademark for 1349, but also the, the darkness we've been able, been able to, to capture on this album. Uh, in the, the music is one thing, is, but it's also the, the soundscape of it, of it all is, is just grand. So the, the whole recording process with, uh, with Jared was, uh, was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It was also at the same time extremely hard, which is which all these creative processes are. When you go in and it's, it's both you, you drain your mind uh, and it's also both mentally and physically uh, challenging uh, doing, doing an album like this because you, you, you open yourself up so much um, uh, to uh, being, being in your most creative modus. And uh, also uh, the, the amount of hours that we put into it uh, by Jared is, I mean, if we were to pay him by the hours, this album uh, wouldn't be recorded, basically. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, that, yeah. it's that what works. He, he put, he worked like 20 hours a day on, on the album. Like he's a machine, he, the, the job is, yeah. he, you cannot, you cannot thank a guy for something like that. Like he, 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 he burned as much for this album as us. I, that was the feeling that I'm left with, you know, that he also wanted, wanted, he wanted the same thing as we did, you know, and it's really unique to get that out of a, a producer engineering and, and, uh, and also he mastered the album, you know, we had to let him do everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Frost has not come down here to Florida in a long time. Um, you have had many fill-in drummers. Um, will Frost ever come back to the United States again? Well, he was here with uh, his other band. Um, Satchika. But, uh, but it's also... Uh, that's great. But it's also... Uh, it's a schedule thing. Yeah. And um, he also has uh, a criminal record. Yeah. Which is, in by Norwegian law, it is, um, it is deleted. But uh, that's not, not how it works uh, when you apply for visas to the mm -hmm. US. So that means the amount of time, so the, the rules have changed over the years. That's why he was here uh, more frequently earlier on. But these rules changed some years back, so it basically it means that um, we would need a lead-in time for nine months, mm -hmm. just the application and everything for his visa. Mm -hmm. So that means that we need to have a tour fully planned nine months in advance, mm -hmm. and with with his schedule with the Turcom, he basically needs to be. He doesn't know what's happening in most of the time, nine months in advance, mm -hmm. unless they are in a hiatus state. So when he was here in 2010 with us, 
that's when Satyricon was in a hiatus and when Satyr uh, started his old wine project. Mm-hmm. And then, then he knew that there was no Satyricon activity, we take take a year off, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why we were able to, to bring on to then. But as of now, it's not... One thing is uh, we could get the visas, but it, it's also it's a, it's a cost thing. Yeah. And at one point, if you're using another drummer, he and you obviously want. It's not anybody that can uh, can fill those shoes, you know. So you need to get the right drummer, and you need to give him enough time to prepare for it as well. Right. So um, that's why we had uh, fill-in drummers because, and I often have to work with that uh, because of one thing is. Uh, the payment mm-hmm. that the visa costs a lot of money and the tour needs to be planned, but also um, the other drummer needs to know in advance. You know, so at some point you just have to say, um, "Well, we have to do with a session because he can't give a clear answer until it's almost sometimes too late." You know? Okay, um, what are the tour plans uh, besides the USA uh, with? Yuda, uh, who I've not seen yet live, and uh, Europe with a bath uh, formerly of Imbordo. Um, any plans for South America or any other place uh, you have not played before? Well, we hope to do South America and, and places we, we always, that's always a treat with. Uh, uh, with uh, playing in a band is that you get to, to go places or, or new places. That's what we find uh, it's always exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but it's it's not any plans yet. I guess there's there's interests that comes in, but especially with South America, we had many offers. But when it comes to when things are going to materialize and. Uh, uh, Again, it goes back to the money. Mm-hmm. Things need to be paid for, and you want money up front to go there. Yeah, and uh, you have to know if you can trust the people, and uh, so it's it's basically it's uh, it is a jungle. To mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, we will we would really really like to go there, and uh, it's been something we've been wanted for a long time with the the combination of the. Uh, Getting the right offer, so to speak. So it's, we cannot, we cannot pay money to, to go and play there. Basically, we um, we need uh, a little bit of since we we basically we have jobs. Yeah. And then uh, we work. Music isn't our main profession. Yeah. Most of the time. So when we take when we do music, then it's because that will then bring in some money. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also helps with working on the side uh, while being a musician. It also helps take a bit of pressure off so you can do those uh, you can like do those more lower paid jobs. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be a little bit a little foundation of money in, in the bottom for you in order to to go along with it, basically. Otherwise, 
you will uh, you will lose money. You at least you have to go break even. Right. So, uh, but uh, I hope that uh, so on the massive cauldron chaos, we we, we went to uh, to Australia and New Zealand, mm -hmm. and uh, we will go back on this album as well. Uh, hopefully in in spring and so after the Abbott tour, I hope. And um, then South America, go directly to South America from, uh, if you fly there from uh, Australia or New Zealand or if you fly, fly there from uh, Europe, is pretty much, depends on where you start the tour, but it doesn't matter. Okay, um, is the um, Hell Hammer um, Tom G. Warrior? Uh, the the uh, Hell Hammer T-shirt um, is that your favorite shirt to wear on stage, or is there another shirt that you like to wear <laughs> that that people will see? Ooh, that's really cool. Well, I uh, it started off as I, I I had various shirts that I used and. Uh, Many years ago, I printed like 10, 10 Hellhammer shirts. Uh, and then um, I started uh, wearing, uh, wearing it uh, on stage and it, it became more and more that shirt that I, I started picking, picking out. And, I, and eventually, I just when you go on tour and um, you go on tour for a long time, it's it's a limit to how much clothes you can bring and fly in and stuff. Right. And stuff. So yeah. It's a weight limit. Then it is that up. I, I basically I just need one shirt to play in, and then I picked out that Hellam shirt, and it stuck with me for many years. That's uh, that's correct. But uh, I don't use it anymore now. Oh, okay. Uh, with this album, I changed, and but the the main reason for I don't use it anymore is because now trip to. Uh, um, Tom uh, is performing with Triumph of Death, right? The Hellhammer song. So now Hellhammer right. is basically a live band, right? And then I won't use the shirt. Okay. Um, well, since you're releasing um, the Inferno Pathway, is there anything else very cool to be released, like another live album or? Um, something like that, like um, Atomic Chapel is on the Dodds Camp EP, and uh, the Writers of Apocalypse is on Through Eyes of Stone EP. Uh, will you be releasing anything else very cool soon? Yeah, we're working on, uh, we always gather uh, live recordings, and uh, so we have some. That we are, um, that we plan to do something with at one point or another, but um, uh, nothing is set in stone as of now. But uh, there are some recordings that uh, might be used for for various things. Okay, but, no, um, but nothing is uh, is planned hundred percent. Okay. Um... Do you have like a real job outside of thirteen forty nine? No, I'm a I'm a freelance, so I I work for the the highest bidder basically. Oh, okay. I make things work. Um, 
Thank you so much for your interview, Raven. It is an honor to interview you, my friend. Um, this is uh, Kevin Warhaft here. Peace, love, happiness, uh, death metal rules. Uh, don't be a poser. Um, see you next time, Raven, my friend. Good Thanks. to see you again. Thank you so much, Kevin. See you next time.